This is the Happen to Your Career Podcast, episode 153, How to Signal to Make Career Changes. So I took the first job that came along and began my journey of job hopping when job hopping wasn't cool. And I remember thinking, but I'm miserable. I've learned what I think I can learn here. I don't see my next move here. I've got to make a move. That's just who I am. Without even knowing it, I was sort of breaking the mold, right, in order to figure this out. Hey, HTYCers. If you've been struggling to figure out work that fits you, then join our eight-day free mini course. All you have to do is text HTYC to 38470. That's HTYC to 38470 or simply visit figureitout.co. That's figureitout.co. See you there. This has happened to your career. We help you stop doing work that doesn't fit you, figure out what does, and then make it happen. Whether you're looking to do your own thing or find your dream job, you've come to the right place. I'm Scott Barlow. Hey, this is Scott Anthony Barlow, and you are listening to Happen to Your Career. This is the show that helps you figure out what work fits you by exploring other stories. We get to bring on experts like Mac Pritchard, who helps people hack into the hidden job market, and by sharing opportunities on Mac's list, a huge job board originally based out of the uh, the Portland Oregon area and, and we get to we get to talk about people that have pretty amazing stories like Cindy Morton who designed her own dream job by learning how to confidently articulate her strengths and passions these are people that are just like you they've gone from where you are to what they really want to be doing they're people that are just like our next guest JT O'Donnell in this conversation, and oh my goodness, this was this was such a good one. Um, sometimes things just gel and click. JT was so much fun, but we spent we spent time talking about how learning to reframe your fear of career change will actually be able to set you on on a path to career success. So hang on tight to to learn what that actually means and and how. how you can make that happen because I know that sounds counterintuitive and then we also go deep into how you can you can take steps to go from one place to the next as you continue on your career journey and she details that out very very cool and you learn learn what she calls signaling on LinkedIn it's this is a total game changer signaling on LinkedIn that if you're looking to make a career change. So this is absolutely massive. So hang tight for all that. But I got to tell you a little bit about her because JT O'Donnell, she knows all about job search, career changes, the importance of finding career satisfaction before starting her own company, which used to be called Career Realism. JT went down the whole getting a degree and getting a great job route and then realized how miserable she was at her job. So after all that, she had this, she had this sort of aha moment that many of us have had and discovered what she enjoyed and, and what she was so passionate about. And that was coaching people to figure out what they wanted to do. So with no solid career resources at the time, JT took the initiative and set off to build a methodology around her passion. And that's where career realism was actually born. So she ended up writing a book called Career Realism, The Smart Approach to a Satisfying Career, which outlines that that successful career coaching methodology. 
But as JT puts it, she she helps people who have career problems by providing career coaching and courses to so, solve those problems. So that's what she does. More on that. And I want you to take a listen to, to that conversation in this episode right now. Hey, it's Scott Anthony Barlow, and I am ridiculously excited for our guest today. I, I have with me JT O'Donnell. How are you, JT? I'm doing great, Scott. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you've 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 had quite the career and I'm so excited to talk about that. But uh, how do you describe what it is that you do and what you're focused on these days? Yeah. So we help people who have career problems. They use our coaching and our courses to solve them. It's that simple. It is that simple. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I wish it was more exciting than that, but I'm going to tell you, people who have career problems use our courses and our coaching to solve them. It's that simple. I love it. Well, it turns out that uh, HTYCers and everybody who is listening has some kind of career problems. So this is going to work out, I think. <laughs> I think it's going to be good. <laughs> well, hey, you know, long before long before you did that, it started elsewhere. I mean, you've you've done everything from sales to uh, writing columns to well, a lot more than what you're doing nowadays. So, or I think a lot different than what you're doing nowadays is probably more accurate. But where where did this start out for you? Yeah. So, I am one of those people that has had a, a weird journey, right? I I went to school for engineering, engineering psychology. Uh, I graduated in a recession, and also realized I didn't want to be in engineering. And that, you know, millions of people do that, right? But back then, um, you quickly started to figure out, you know, what are you going to do? So I took the first job that came along and began my journey of um, job hopping when job hopping wasn't cool, right? So I remember I I had been at a company for a couple of years, my first job, and I told my parents I was leaving and they had a meltdown. You're going to ruin your career. You can't leave before at least a decade. This is going to hurt your (laughs) reputation. And I remember thinking, but I'm miserable. I've I've learned what I think I can learn here. I don't see my next move here. I've got to make a move. That's just who I am. And so without even knowing it, I was sort of breaking the mold, right, in order to figure this out. And and, uh, and did that um, in that time, because I didn't have my own definition of what a career should be and how to feel satisfied for me, <clears throat> I did what everybody else does, which is try to build a career that impresses people. Yes, yes. <laughs> and so I did build a career in HR and training and development. And you know, by the age of 33, I was running a $35 million division of a company. Um, you know, I had all the expenses, the perks. You know, I was one of few women at that place. You know, and I was completely miserable. You know, I had everything they tell you to go after, and I was overweight, out of shape, had a new house I was never in, had a husband I never saw, out of touch with friends and family. And I tell people that I remember finding the note on my desk for my assistant saying, call your mom, it's important, and it was dated a week old. And that really bothered me, and you'd think that would be the aha moment, but it didn't happen until I had my first child. And I was home on maternity leave with every intention of going back. And I just looked in her eyes and thought, oh, my gosh, you see right through me. I'm your teacher in life. You're going to see right through this. And if I keep on this path for the next 20 years, you are going to think this is okay, and it's not okay." And so I ended up going to my husband and saying, I got to figure this out. And he's a pilot. He knew at 11 what he wanted to be. So you're talking to a guy who's just always known. And he knew that I didn't have that. And he said, it's your time to figure it out. 
figure it out. And so I'm really lucky that I had that support. And I did. I ended up going in and resigning from my company, which was um, so ironic because um, at that point, my specialty was very similar to George Clooney in the movie Up in the Air. Uh, I was really yeah. good at reorganizing groups and telling, laying people off and telling them this was the beginning of the be- the rest of their life and, you know, trying to make that spin. And so I went in to resign only to find out my company had been bought it was being merged and they had wanted me to do that again. And so that was, that was the sign. I was absolutely could not keep doing that. And so I did, I resigned and I took a year and really thought about it and realized that what I liked to do was that coaching part. You know, people would come to me and say, I want to leave the company. How can I do that? And I would help them because I knew that I could help them find a great job and I might need their help someday. And I also knew that I was going to need to backfill their position. And so I could start prepping for that. And So I said, what if I could make a career doing that? What if I could help people figure this thing out that I failed to figure out for all these years? And now I'm mid-career crisis. Um, And so I went back to the drawing boards and went to look for a process and couldn't find one and said, well, it's time to dust off that engineering degree and build one. And that's literally how this phase of my career began. I uh, became certified as a coach. I built a methodology. I worked with people privately. Um, for a couple of years, really building up my system, getting results, testing it, and then decided to scale it. And, you know, it's amazing when you do that, when you you just get voracious about learning and growing and figuring something out and stop fearing about, you know, what people think. Because trust me, people thought I was crazy, right? Leaving a safe six-figure job. You know, I was throwing my career away. I was told on multiple occasions. But when I let go of that fear and just went for it, I'm not saying that that part was easy. It was hard, but it catapulted me into a direction that allowed me to get in front of opportunities I would have never gotten before. And you mentioned a few of those, right? So out of the blue became blogging opportunities. The next thing you know, a syndicated advice column and then the ability to write a book and then to start a blog and then to start a company and then to write for Inc. and Fast Company and to speak and to present. And this stuff happened not because I went out looking for it, but because I just got super focused on this problem that I wanted to solve that was bigger than myself. And I said, if I could just keep trying to figure out how to solve this problem and I share with people what I've learned, let's see what happens. And so that's literally how I got to today and why I think I'm so inspired to help people with career problems because it's really simple to me. If we can give you the courses and the coaching to help you experiment and learn and grow, you're going to find it too. And then that's where the satisfaction comes. The happiness comes. I love that you are inspired to do that because the world needs a lot of that type of help. So it does. It does. <laughs> there has to be a lot of it to go around. So that is, that is fantastic. You know, I, I'm curious though, you know, one of the things that I heard you say in there was as you were considering quote unquote, letting go of your career, if you want to call it that, a whole bunch of people told you you were crazy. And I'm curious why that happens again and again. I've heard that so many times. I've experienced that. Um, not even going from, not even, I mean, I, I certainly experienced that going from a, from a job to this business and had my share of that as well. But even going from one job to another that, uh, that people are looking at going, hey, this, is, this, this could be pretty good. Uh, but why, why do you think that that happens? And why do you think that is such a common phenomenon yeah, when people want to make that change? I actually know why that happens. There's actually psychology to understand it. So 
Um, a person that comes to you and says, Scott, that's a bad idea. Like you really shouldn't risk that. Consciously really does care about you. Consciously is concerned for you, wants to protect you, doesn't, you know, feels like they don't want to see you fail. But unconsciously, what's really happening is you're putting a mirror up in front of them because they're not where they want to be. And here you are willing to take a risk, a calculated risk, willing to put yourself out of your comfort zone, try something new, pioneer, learn and grow. And what if, Scott, you actually succeed? What if then? Because now you've put the mirror in front of me and you're basically calling me out on that fact that I'm not doing the same. So when someone comes to you and says those things, your reaction can be to be upset and hurt and angry and feel like they're trying to dissuade you. And the truth is, unconsciously, they are, okay? But consciously, they really have your, your best interest at heart. Try to remember this. You're putting a mirror in front of them, and that's making them uncomfortable. Have compassion for that person. Smile and nod and keep on going. Because all of us that do it, once you do it and you realize how empowering it is, and how um, thrilling it is, and how even if you fall down, you'll learn something and you'll pick up and keep going because the sun rises the next day. You do enough of that, like I have and you have, and you'll never go back. You're in a new level. You're in a new playing field. You're in a new group of people. And those people, we find each other, and we connect, and we spend time with each other because we understand that we're no longer afraid. And I have to tell you, not being afraid is a huge deal because I was afraid and it's truly debilitating and, it, and you make poor choices when you're afraid. Um, so you need to be surrounded by those people who get you and want to approach work in the world that way. So um, does that help? Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes total sense. Let's talk about that for a minute because I don't even think that some people, I mean, in thinking about uh, our HDYCers that are listening to this right now. And I think some people might not even consider that a being afraid type of thing. But I, I think it's it's definitely rooted in some type of fear, insecurity, doubt, uh, I don't know, whatever you want to call it. How do you go from uh, from that place where you're scared to make a change into actually taking steps to make that change because I totally agree with you in that once you once you go there you don't even consider going back there's there's no alternatives you can't go back <laughs> no. yeah i know right no. we it's know it's a different it's a different <laughs> sort of life completely but um, how do we go from one place to another what would be what would be your best advice or some of the things that you've experienced personally that you've taken well the first thing i would tell everybody listening to this is to take your hand right now um, reach over your shoulder and pat yourself on the back because you're actually doing it right this moment the fact that you sought out a podcast about career changing already proves you can do this because that's all it takes is realizing I have a gap in knowledge. When you don't see any doors open, when you don't see any pathways, that means your perception needs some shifting. When you get education, when you get insight, when you get new points of view, doors open. New ways of seeing things, doing things, achieving your goals come into play, crystallize. And once you have that game plan, you run with it. And I guarantee, Scott, I could ask you that, and you've seen a situation. For me, I knew I was unhappy. I, I knew that I wanted to find a plan. 
I went out and started to look for them. I went back to my alma mater. I read every book under the sun. Nothing fit me, the engineer, the logical process person. And I thought to myself, I can't be the only one, right? And I didn't see any pathway. But then I kept reaching out and saying, well, I'm going to look for more books, more opportunities. And eventually I found one. I found a, a platform that was making all the light bulbs go off for me. And when that happened, I was able to mobilize. It just, it became so easy because I could see the path in front of me. And so your path is out there, everyone. And you just doing this now, keep listening to this podcast, keep looking for new resources and tools and learning, and that will help you find your, find your goal. And it's literally why we built courses, right? We realized one of the, the number one thing we surveyed on our site, the number one reason why people don't make progress in their career, make the career change, find the new job, go after the promotion. Do you know what it is? 72% of people surveyed. What do you think it is? Some variation of they can't see how to do it. Believe it or not, their excuse is time. Oh. <laughs> 72%. But to your point. That's like the face value excuse though. Right? That's my point. Yeah. 72% of the people said time and yeah. you just nailed it. No, that's an excuse. You can't see it because I'll tell you something right now. When you find it, didn't you make the time? I made the time. Oh, yeah. You, you <laughs> will make the time. When you understand how, you will make the time. And that's it. So if you're not there, just keep looking for resources. Keep taking courses, reading books, listening to podcasts, watching videos. Just you know, peel off that time you spend on Facebook and put it towards that and that alone, right? People spend an, on average an hour a day on Facebook. My joke is give me 10 minutes and I'll change your world. Give me 10 minutes of that every single day and watch what happens. So yeah, that's, that's the secret. I think that could be an entire marketing campaign. Just 10 minutes of your Facebook feed. Well, it's itself. funny you say that. How did you know that is our new marketing campaign? I can't believe is I just really? that with you. Yes, it that's is. That's fantastic. <laughs> We just did a recorded a whole webinar yesterday on the fact that here's what you could do if you gave us 10 minutes because it's true. <laughs> I love that. Love that so much. Oh my. So I, I also love that uh, like me, you had to touch the burner a couple of times. You, you not only had to get the, get the note uh, coming from your mom and everything like that a week ago, but then later on you had to have kids and, and go through all that in order to realize that it's worth making the change. Yeah. It, and and that's never stopped. I should mention that because you and I feel so much joy in what we do and, and we love to talk about the joy. People might not think that there's the hard times. Um, it's been really hard. I had two children. I have a pilot husband who's gone every other week. Um, I have in-laws that at the same time both got really ill and it required a lot of work um, to get them um, to a baseline, right? And then right when that happened, my father was diagnosed with lung cancer, and I just lost him on Memorial Day, um, and I was very involved in that process. And so it pulls at you because um, if you think about it, some people will say to me, um, the, the universe is telling me, JT, that I shouldn't do this. It's throwing me these problems in my life. It's giving me these challenges, oh, yeah. and it's telling me that I shouldn't do this, that I'm being a bad person by going after what I want. And I'm here to tell you that that's not the case. You need to go after what you want because it makes you a better person, a better friend, a better, uh, you know, spouse, mother, daughter, sibling, those things, because you're, you're nurturing your soul and what you care about, it puts you in a frame of mind to care for others. And, and I was able to make all those things work. And it, it was that thing that when I was so sad, when those things were happening in my life, 
I, I had that work to remind me that there was good, that I was doing good in the world. And so, um, yeah, it never stops. Right. I mean, I'm sure you've had the same problems. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It, <laughs> I would love to say that everything has just been smooth sailing, that I woke up one day, had the realization, made, made a couple of career changes. Everything was fantastic. But as it turns out, there's, there's life on top of that and there's everything else that, that goes along with it and it's all dynamic. So therein it is challenging to, to say the least, but worth it. But totally worth it. And, I, and let me just comment and I, and I want to see if you agree with me on this. Here's what I figured out about this journey. I will never, ever, ever have enough money or resources because every time I reach a new level and we're so excited, we see the next thing we want to do. And guess what? It needs money and resources. I have just come to accept that that is and will always be the norm. Um, so that's one thing I'd like to share with people because you get comfortable with the fact that you wish you always had more budget, more revenue, more whatever, and you wish you had more manpower, resources, time in the day. Um, but you realize that um, just give it all while you have the time to give it your all, be present in your life, be present in your family, because that will never change. I don't know. What do you think? That's been my experience. <laughs> well, let's talk about that for a second, because for me, I don't know, let's take one of the cliches, the enjoy the journey piece, right? Because that seems relevant here. And <laughs> yeah. I, I think for me, I have only recently in the last two years gotten really comfortable with enjoying the journey and actually, actually enjoyed the journey because I have always been uh, even when I've been doing work that I loved, been chasing something, if or it's mm -hmm. felt like I've been really chasing something. So I'm I'm curious. So yes, uh, I agree with that. And then two, I'm curious your thoughts on the whole enjoying the journey piece. Yeah, it's so funny. I think you're right. It's so easy for people to look back and say enjoy the journey. Um, and for me, it's been more of a shift towards uh, real conscious gratitude, which I think is a trend and a movement. Mm, People mm -hmm. are trying to be more in the moment, more self-aware, um, more gratitude. I definitely will tell you I've been practicing that and I've been practicing more meditation. And I don't and when I say meditation, you know, Tony Robbins calls it priming. People have different terms for it. Yeah. Um, I have just been very intentional about taking time every day to think about my life, think about what I'm grateful for, visualizing what I want, dreaming about it in technicolor. I do that every day, every day. I, and, and not like a chore. I look forward to it. I literally give myself the gift of getting an hour to think about all of that stuff in this really positive way. And that for me was a game changer. And that started to happen. I, I found that about it, I want to say a year and a half or so ago, because yeah. I've always been, um, for me, it had always been exercise. Yeah. So I was, I was exercising hardcore, um, but kind of hitting a burnout phase and had been seeing that, you know, dealing with the burnout phase of it, that chasing thing. And someone introduced me to this idea and, you know, people think it sounds hokey, whatever, but I will tell you, it has been a game changer for me to, to really give myself that time. Let me cut back in here for a second. I want you to meet Tracy. I'm Tracy and I'm from San Diego. I am a microbiology lab supervisor at a medical device and diagnostics company here in town. Before Tracy found our eight day figure it out course, here's what life was like for her. I was drowning in debt and seriously struggling to find a way out of it. I've got student loans <laughs> from the late 90s that I'm trying to pay down as well as a car loan. 
Okay, now you might be thinking, what does debt have to do with Tracy's career? And what does any of this have to do with this eight-day figure-it-out course? And this course really helped me to gain a lot of clarity around what was important to me and helped me to see possibilities beyond my current situation. So with that, I've actually started a small virtual assistant business on the side, and I have been able to seriously accelerate my debt repayment plan. I will be completely debt-free in just over two years from now. Wow. Congratulations, Tracy. We love hearing stories just like that one. Now, if you want that type of clarity that can help you move forward in your life, here's what you can do. Just text HTYC to 38470, HTYC to 38470, or just visit figureitout.co. That's figureitout.co. It's interesting how much along those same lines, I've around similar timelines too. For, for me, I've experienced the same thing. And I think my biggest takeaway or biggest benefit has been how much more how can I describe this? How much more at peace I feel during the day when I give myself that same time that you're talking about and I how agree. much more content, how much less stress. That's probably what it is. There's it is. absence of stress, even when things are, because uh, anytime you're running a business, there's always ups and downs and big highs, big lows, stuff like that. But, uh, but even when that stuff is going on, it's still absence of stress, noticeable absence of stress for me. Well, it's funny. And someone introduced a concept to me really recently about this idea of trying to strive for happiness and that maybe as we evolve, it's more about, um, like you said, less stress and just contentment. So I've noticed that um, I stop looking at things in extremes. Yeah. I'm not extremely excited about a win. I'm not extremely sad about a loss. Yeah. They are things that happen. And instead, I tend to look at them more analytically like, that's interesting. What can I learn from that? What could I do with that knowledge, that bad thing that happened or that good thing that happened? Let's not get emotional here. Let's just look at it. And be, and what I found over time, some things have happened in my career that at the moment I thought were really bad and turned out to be epically good. Really, really good. Does that make sense? <laughs> it like, does. I want to hear an example, weird. though. Give me a story on that. I, I'm super so, curious now. Absolutely. I, 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 there's so many of them, but let me give you a really recent one. So absolutely. last year, um, around this time, we had used PayPal for years for our business um, and this whole subscription model. And we moved over um, to this, this model and found out that they had had an error and they weren't collecting revenues for us for over a month and a half. Oh, no. And um, it took us a month to get it fixed, Yeah. but they refused to go back and get us the money we lost. We lost a huge amount of money oh, no. to this business yeah. right yep. during a time where we were making a funda fundamental shift and testing something in our business model. It was, it was crushing. I can't even tell you right to a small business. Um, but what happened was, is it forced us to say, okay, what if we couldn't rely on PayPal? What do we need to do instead? And in doing that, we moved to a much better model, learned a bunch and, and it ch ended up changing how we approach the business going forward. And I tell you that, that had that epic situation not had happened, that intense situation, we wouldn't be on the path we are today. Um, and so I'm weird. I'm grateful for it. Do we use PayPal? No. But um, I'm grateful for what, what happened in that moment. And so I've come to learn to not take these things that hit us as good or bad, but just as they are. And let's figure out what we can do with the info. So I, I really quickly want to just spend a couple of minutes discussing the gratitude piece and how that really layers in here. 
for assisting with that. And, and then I want to shift uh, shift gears and, and ask you some questions specifically about career change process, if you will. But the gratitude piece, it, it, how do you see that? I've heard you mention it probably about five times here in the last five minutes. And how do you see that really layering in and complementing these other things like yeah. uh, removing stress or any of the things that we've just chatted about? So, you know, for me, it's such a big deal because I'm, I have studied neuro-linguistic programming. I believe Mm -hmm. deeply in the science of positive psychology. Um, I'm very involved with a charity. I don't know if you're familiar with it called make a wish. And we we grant wishes to children with life threatening illnesses. A lot of people don't realize we've actually does done wish impact studies. And we found that those wishes get those children to take their medications, inspire them. And many of our children end up surviving their illnesses. And the parents say to us and the children say to us, it was that wish. It was that belief. It was that enthusiasm, that excitement. So it's that positivity that came out of something negative. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So I'm, I'm deeply aligned with this on many levels. Um, and so practicing gratitude, though, came about. I, I think I was always a positive person, but the concept of me practicing it um, came about when I realized how much it could influence um, how I was thinking, how it could disrupt negative thoughts, going back to neurolinguistic programming. Um, and so you know, it started simply with every day I'm going to write down things that I'm grateful for. Um, and then I started to learn other ways. Um, most recently, someone shared with me um, the, the gratitude alphabet game. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. I haven't, but, but I'm curious now. So sit down um, and write out the letters of the alphabet and you cannot leave until you can write something you're grateful with that begins with every single letter. Ooh, I like it. We do stuff with my kids all the time. Like that, right? Gratitude. Right. Like so you that. do so that I'm, I'm writing that down. <laughs> I do. And I, I do it with my children as well. Right. So if um, I have found that if somebody comes in and complains at a bad day, this problem or that problem, we'll start to look at it. But then literally we'll end the conversation with, but at least this happened or this was good. And when you condition people to always look for the good, the grateful piece of it, yeah. um, your brain eventually is conditioned to look at it that way. And you you literally have less negativity. It can be a taught behavior, but it requires that practice and that consistency. Um, and, you know, what's what's the side effects? Well, I don't know. I'm I'm don't get sick as much. Right. I'm, I'm not sad. I have more energy. Um, and that has a direct impact on the fact that I, I'm pretty sure I think more positively than probably 90 percent of the population. But I can tell you that was intentional and that was trained certainly has an impact on my productivity. That is, ah, that is for sure. Massive, mm-hmm. massive difference. I wish that I would have, <laughs> I wish I would have had some of those benefits. That's probably part of the reason behind the scenes why uh, Alyssa and I are so intentional about exposing our children to, to that. But I was so happy the other day. Um, something happened. I can't remember what it was now. Probably doesn't even matter now. But my, my daughter came up to me afterwards and said, dad, but at least, at least this happened because of it. And that made me awesome. <laughs> it's such a proud moment, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We know that we're getting oh, yeah. our children to think that way. Cause we worry so much about them. I'm always worrying about my two daughters and I don't want them to have sadness, right? We're so protective, but in reality, what you're doing is brilliant. You're teaching them the way to, to, to fix it themselves. Slowly, but surely. That's the plan. (laughs) At least I'll let you know how it pans out. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, hey, I uh, I have so enjoyed the conversation so much up to up to here, and I I really wanted to just take a few minutes as well at the end because we've got so many people that are in the place listening to this right now that want to make a career change, and they're doing something. You know, they're in accounting, they are an attorney, they are uh, people that are professionals very often that want to change to something completely different, different occupation, often dis- different industry. And I am curious from your perspective, what some of the things that they're going to need to know in order to do that. Let's, let's take a couple of pieces at a, at a time. Let's take uh, LinkedIn. Cause I watched a video of yours that, uh, that I thought was just phenomenal. Um, and I'm curious what they can do to signal that they want to make a career change. Yeah. Well, so thank you for saying that too, signal, right? Because that's the piece that I've been really trying to coach people on that when you make a career change, it's like you're going down the highway at 80 miles an hour. You don't just swish into the next lane. You're going to cause an accident. You need to signal. You need to prepare. And so that's what we talk about on LinkedIn. Your LinkedIn profile and the way LinkedIn works is it's really just an internet search within their platform. And so they've built an algorithm where people can put in keywords and find the people that match based on relevance. And those keywords are historically going to be things like skill set and your location. And so whatever you've done in the past, that's, those skill sets, those key things are going to be on your profile. And they may not be the thing that things that you want to be using in your next career. Oftentimes they're not. So with LinkedIn, you have to think about scrubbing your profile and revamping it to have the keywords that would get people to find you in the search process. That's the first step. The second step is to recognize that signaling means raising your hand. They're not, just because you set up your LinkedIn profile, going to find you and go, oh, you're the perfect fit. Wait a minute. On hold cl- on. Hold on. That's I not going to happen. I know. Shocker, right? I, I love people that are told that that's what's going to happen. Um, you need to be proactive and intentional. So figuring out and building a bucket list is what we have people do. Create that bucket list of people that are in the space that you're interested in and reaching out to them proactively, customizing your connection request, asking them, hey, can I I interview you? I'm thinking about entering this career path. I see that you've been really successful for these reasons. I'd love to hear your journey, your story. Um, and that's a numbers game, right? Because you've got to find 10 or 20 people in order to get maybe a few people to agree to meet with you, but those meaningful conversations that you have with those individuals is going to open doors for you and open connections for you. And what we found in career changing, and I'm probably saying things that you guys have already talked about extensively, so I apologize for that. But what we found is that it comes down to your weak ties. You know, we've always heard about six degrees of separation with LinkedIn. It's about three degrees of separation we found in studies and it's those weak ties. So optimizing your profile and then proactively connecting with people in the industry you want to be in on LinkedIn, what that does essentially is let you build a relationship with them. And, you know, we love to teach people how to nurture that relationship first online and then offline, but they then are connected to people and those become your weak ties. And that's when the super connecting power really comes into play because if I reach out to Bill Jones because he's in in marketing and I want to get into marketing and he agrees to let me interview him and you know we build a rapport and we're exchanging articles and touching base from time to time when I see a job at XYZ company and he happens to know Mary Smith I can reach out to him and say hey Mary Smith, you know her, there's a job at that company. Do you think you could introduce me and I could just talk to her? I'm not going to ask her for a job or for the referral, but maybe get some insight on what she thinks it would take to land the job. Bill's going to have no problem with that. 
No problem with that. That's super connecting. That's what you do in networking. You're not, he doesn't think that he's weighing the outcome or that he has to refer you. He's just putting two people together to have a conversation. Yeah. That's how people are landing in new jobs and having a good time doing it too, right? That's a far more fun process oh, yeah. than, than what people have been trying to do. So you mentioned bucket list for either people or companies. And I'm curious what what should what should people consider when they're building that bucket list of of people or companies? I love that you asked that. And I make it really simple. Two things. First of all, can you explain why you love, appreciate, admire, respect, trust their product or service? Right? Can you can you articulate what is fabulous about them? Okay. What, what evokes an emotion? Because if you can't feel an emotion, if you don't have an emotional response to this company and their brand and what they do, not whether or not they're a good employer, what they do, why they're in business, then that's a problem. Then secondly, tell me where you learned that because you can't have an emotion about their brand unless you've had some sort of life experience that taught you what they do is better, faster, cheaper, stronger, trustworthy, respectful, whatever. And if you can identify those two things, do that soul searching, you now have this incredibly powerful reason to be able to connect. And, and I'm going to give you an example. Um, I had a young man. He had worked in the management of a paint store for many, many years. Successful career, right? Big, big paint store. Um, he came and said, I want to get into financial planning. And there are six companies that I have identified I want to talk to. And he said, that's a big jump. Why do you want to do it? And he said, well, he said, my dad died last year. And um, we found out at that time that he essentially had left my mom in a financial mess. He owned a business. It was a mess. Everything was all messed up. My mom was going to lose the home. She was going to lose everything. There was no savings. And he said, I had to dive in and teach myself financial planning. And I had to figure everything out and work with all these people. And when I was done, we were able to save the business, get my mom a nest egg, and she can stay, and everything's okay. And he said, I learned so much, and I got so much out of that, and I am so passionate now about making sure that doesn't happen to other people, that that's what I want to do for a living. And I said, oh, there, my friend. There's your story. All you got to do is call up people that work at each of those companies and tell them that story, and I guarantee you, you're going to get interviews. And not only did he get interviews, he got three job offers. So that's the story because everyone on here right now is unhappy, is not feeling that connection to what they want to do. If you can find that company that you feel passionately connected to and tell us the story about how you got there and tell it in a compelling way, now you've got their attention because that's who they want to hire, the people that really get them. That is absolutely who they want representing their brand. Exactly. I love it. I also love how you make things simple. It's like, oh, well, it's simple. You just, you know, do this. <laughs> <That's> Done. <the goal. laughs> oh, my. Hey, this has been absolutely fantastic. And I, I so very much appreciate you taking the time and making the time. You, you guys just went through a rebranding not that long ago, right? T we tell me, did. Tell me about that. And then also, I'm just super curious what you're working on, what you're excited about. Where, where can people connect up with, uh, with you and your company if they, if they want to? And where can they get more JT? Thanks. Well, so thank you for asking, by the way. Um, yeah, so we started a blog back in 2009, Carillism, because every job is temporary. And back then, blogging was this free thing that you did. You didn't sell anything on a blog back then. You just gave advice. Um, soon after that, though, we saw the need to build a virtual coaching platform. We needed to give away to give people courses and coaching. So we built another company called Career HMO, like a health insurance platform for your career. Yeah. We worked those two in tandem 
But in this time, uh, the world is caught up with us and people now understand that websites provide a lot of information and sell services. And so we saw that, that it was the time to bring the two back together. But at the same time, we had learned a lot about who we were and what was successful with people. And the truth is, you mentioned simplicity. Thank you for that. That's intentional. We have tried really hard to make it simple for people because, again, everyone says they have no time. We also realized that you don't need to give us a lot of time, but if you can give us a little time and work it daily, we can make great things happen for you. Just 10 and minutes so said, a day, right? That's it. Of and your we Facebook said, so time. <laughs> exactly. Give me 10 minutes off of Facebook, right? And what can you do? Come to work it daily. So that was it. We brought work it daily, um, brought everything together, renamed it work it daily. We offer free advice every day. So people subscribe to the newsletter and they get advice in five areas. Um, we have found that um, we believe that career confidence is the secret. You can achieve anything you want if you have career confidence. So we show you how to be confident. We show you how to be branded. We show you how to be connected. We show you how to be in the know, right? And we show you how to be skilled. And we have all these amazing experts contributing under those five areas. And we deliver advice to you every day on that. Now, for those of you that have the aha moment, you realize you have a, a gap in your knowledge. You need more confidence in an area like interviewing, networking, job search, cover letter, resume, LinkedIn, communication skills on the job, getting the next promotion. We've built courses for that that people can work on a few minutes every day. And they can even then hire one of our trained coaches to support them by email or phone. And we've done that in a way that is very affordable. So we said, look, the majority of the world out there can't afford a private career coach. Yet I will tell you right now, every successful executive and every successful uh, sports player will tell you they've had coaches, but we can't afford that level of coaching. So we said, what can we do instead? How can we provide elite level coaching in an affordable way? And how can we do it so that it's available 24-7 so people can stop making the excuse give us 10 minutes off of Facebook and get it done and work it daily. And that's who we are. And that's what we've become. And we're so excited about it. The response has been amazing. Uh, and we're just, we're growing from there. So lots of good things planned. Very, very, very cool. And again, thank you so very much, JT. I, I do appreciate it. Oh, thank you for having me. And just, you know, it's such good work and important work you're doing. Everyone keep listening to this on a regular basis. Um, what they're doing is so special. And I just want to thank you because like you said in the beginning, there's not enough people in our space and we got to stick together and keep helping folks, right? I hope you absolutely love that. If you are ready to take a calculated risk on yourself and put yourself outside of your comfort zone to find out what really fits you, that's where I want you to check out our free eight-day course to figure it out. It's going gonna, it's gonna to guide you through the steps to actually get started in understanding yourself enough so that you can make this change and then make a decision at the end of it. Okay, so here's all you have to do is you can just pause this right now and actually text HAPPEN, H-A-P-P-E-N, to 44222. That's it. Just text HAPPEN, H-A-P-P-E-N, to 44222. Or you can go over and visit figureitout.co. That's figureitout.co. Hey, really very much appreciate you taking the time here and, and listening to our episode and this is this was a ton of fun for me. I hope you got a lot out of my conversation with with JT. I, I want to really quickly just share a 
share a comment that we got on iTunes recently. Five-star review from Stephanie. Stephanie, this means uh, means the world to us for uh, for you to share something like this, but yeah, she she wrote, hey, I'll never be able to share fully how much Lisa and Scott have helped me. I know it may feel like there's not much because I haven't even started the class yet. But between the audio course, the podcasts, and emails back and forth, I feel like I have all the tools that I need. So thank you both for the for the listening ear and putting things into perspective. I'm glad I came across the podcast and was able to get out exactly what I needed. Uh, you two are truly rock stars, and I've got no doubt of the genuine work and and what great it is to each person that you reach out to. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hey, thank you, Stephanie. Really appreciate you listening, and thank you for the five star review. Hey, we would absolutely love it if you'd take the time, make the time to go over and and. Just take 30 seconds, leave us an honest review. We will appreciate it, and that'll help so many other people find the show. It is not even funny at all. No, it's really not funny. But uh, we would certainly appreciate it a whole bunch. So uh, I want you to also take a listen to what we've got coming up next time on the Happen to Your Career podcast. So some of the biggest misconceptions around strengths are, I think, first, that they only show up in your work life. That is our mission, should we choose to accept it. My spidey sense was tingling. This is proof positive that anytime I ignore my gut, it's always bad. Well, knowing what your gut is telling you is such a key piece of discerning your strengths. How old are you? That's a pretty direct question to ask a lady. I know, but I like making fun of myself. Oh, I knew there was going to be a test. Oh. All right, all that and more next week on Happen to Your Career. We will absolutely see you then, or at least, you know, hear you then. All right, talk to y'all later. I'm out. Adios.